Mikey and his magic middies. Will they get you over the line this season? Will Jake have Tedesco this week? Maxie, the consistent keeper. Ryan Hadley, Australia's next test fast bowler. Timmy, the 2020 Supercoach champion. And Savs, the Newcastle. I mean, Tommy Turbo Tragic. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. Here we go, here we go. You're now listening to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Savage, the coach of the Savage Turbos. Today is a little bonus episode for you guys. I know 2023 Supercoach content is kicking off with everyone and everybody has kind of done a team reveal and I haven't released my team and I usually do it this time of year. So I thought, you know, let's get into it and do a team reveal. It is up on YouTube. If you are listening on the podcasting app, uh, you can go over to YouTube and you can see the visuals and everything. But the podcasting version is up first. So for you guys who listen in on the podcast, you get advantage, advantage you, advantage Djokovic, advantage to the listeners. So first up on our list, we got Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. I think this is the popular combo to start off with. And Harry Grant for the Melbourne Storm has quite an easy run to start the year. And I really think he's going to be one to hit the ground running to start off. And um, the rest of my team doesn't have a Melbourne player. So I really think that having a Melbourne player will be crucial. I don't know how much they're going to kill it without Pappenhausen if he doesn't start the season either, but I really think Harry Grant will benefit from it. And yeah, get on the front foot with a new and improved forward pack. Hopefully a younger, more dynamic pack will help Harry Grant reach his full potential. Uh, Brandon Smith at 478000 Yes, Connor Watson has gone down, so this all but guarantees Brandon Smith the starting role. I did talk about on the podcast saying that I think that Jake Turpin might get the start and Cheese might come on as an impact. But thinking about it a little bit more, I think he probably does start and then Turpin comes on and then Smith goes into the 13 role. So I think his role is pretty safe there. Nonetheless, he presents value. So I think he's a great option. Going back to the front row, um, I'm going quite light here. Tom Gilbert at 494000 I think he's an up-and-coming footballer. He's on the rise. Second row forward as well, so he's got that flexibility. And I think 494 at roughly a 46-47 average is value. He's an up-and-coming footballer. I've said that once already. Uh, he's up-and-coming. Debuted for Origin last year. So I think players who debut for Origin and aren't guaranteed a spot in the side for the next year, it's a make-or-break year for them the next year. And I think he's going to really want to prove to people that he is Origin material and he can do it. Jack Hetherington is my second front rower, 266,000. This... uh, This depends, obviously, if he gets a starting role. If he does get a bench spot... I still am quite keen on him, but to have him as a second front rower, um, at, I do have a cap of 100000 so this is pending team lists, and I can use that money to go elsewhere for my front row, but I am going very light because I do want to go the two-gun hookers, the two-gun halves, the two-gun five-eights, and the two-gun fullbacks, and also a few guns in the other positions as well. 
Sean Kepi and Franklin Pele on my bench. Obviously, this is subject to change and pending TLT. In my second row, Dave Fafita at 689000 With the news that Tanner Boyd is going to play at halfback, I don't actually know if Dave Fafita presents value. Uh, this is a tough one because he averaged 66 last year alongside Tanner Boyd. And yeah, that was his season average. And we were disappointed with him. So does he present value? Is he going to come out the blocks running? You know, Kieran Foran's that kind of guy who squares up and puts his second rowers through holes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know if he presents value, but nonetheless, we know his ceiling, so I like him there. I really like Cameron Murray as well, so I want to try and squeeze him in maybe as a second second rower. Elias Katoa going down to Melbourne. I really like him at the price, 411000 I think... This spot will be for Elias Katoa or whoever gets the starting second row spot for the Eels. And if it's Jack Murchie, I'm all over Jack Murchie, I think. The second row spot, Isaiah Papali'i came in to the Parramatta system at a similar price. And I think Supercoach wise, Jack Murchie can make a similar impact. He is a try scorer and he just hasn't had the run of games to go ahead and really go to that next level. Jermaine Hopgood is my third second roll, 298,000. With a starting lock roll, I really think he played one game for Penrith last year and scored 64 just in base. And yes, he had good minutes that game, but I, I have a good feeling about this guy. He's been waiting on the pine for Penrith and highly touted. He's coming into a system now where Parramatta have lost a, lost a bit of depth and they're going to rely on him. If he's starting lock, I think he's going to lock that position up because have a look at last year. They were playing near Cora there a lot. That Madison was coming off the bench quite a lot. Even though he was coming on in the middle when he was on the field, their starting lock position was a problem. And I think this guy is going to solve it. Lugana on the bench, obviously, depending on the week, uh, he should get the start. I think this is a no-brainer. Playing alongside Penrith. Alongside Luai on that left edge, it's a no-brainer. Josh Schuster, do I need to say more? 240000 for Manly. Uh, they do have the second buy, but he's a quality player. And starting at 5'8", he's well underpriced. Trey Mooney, 234000 I'm thinking he's going to get the lock roll for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, bit of talk, Corey Horsberg gets it, but I really hope this guy gets it because I, I think there is a lot of promise. Nico Hines and Cleary in the halves. I did hear someone talk the other day. Do you need Nico Hines in your halfback role? They haven't got an amazing start, but he is a flat flat track bully. And I really like Nico Hines and he accumulates points and you just don't want to be salty over him getting points for no reason. You should just have him. But I think there's a world you can start without him. But nonetheless, everyone's starting with double-gun halfbacks and no surprise, they're both captain options every single week. 5'8", I did want to start with two guns. Uh, Adam Dewey at 624,600. Coming off an ACL uh, last year and he absolutely blitzed it to start the year. So I really like Adam Dewey at the price and I think with that forward pack for the Tigers, he's just in for an Massive year, and I can't wait to watch Adam do. He's one of my favorite players. He's got a high ceiling. He's a goal kicker. I think the only thing that deters him is probably the fact that Appy Coruscant is going to have a lot of attack come his way. 
So uh, it could be a negative for Dewey. So I think we're going to watch out and we'll see for that. Matt Burton, 594,000. He he hit the ground running last year, leading into round 13. He wasn't averaging that well. He was underpriced and he just hit the ground running. I think the second half of the year is more of a reflection of what we're going to get all of this year. Uh, the Bulldogs started with a halfback that was training all season. There wasn't a halfback in Jake Averillo. I think he did a good job, but Kyle Flanagan is a halfback. He's got a full preseason with him. They've got Reed Marnie there for the full preseason who... Arguably, nearly a downgrade from Jeremy Marshall King on when how, how he went last year, but I think Matt Burns in for a massive year and could retain the goal kicking again. My center wing, Valentine Holmes, he is the Cowboys run in the first eight weeks is crazy. You want the goal kicker and you want a slice of that, and I think Valentine Holmes, I think he's just in my eyes, he's he's non-negotiable. I I have not not had him in my team so. He's in my side. He's not leaving. Isaac Thompson, 336. Hopefully he gets that right wing spot. I know Tane Milne is suspended for the first two weeks, but nonetheless, he's going to get at least three games this year. So I'm happy to start with him. I'm happy to start with him round one because usually when they do play the tougher sides, when the left side of Alex Johnston fails, they go the right side. So I'm really confident to play him in round one and moving forward depending on matchups. Charles Nickel Klockstad, he's playing fullback in the centre wing. I think that's a no-brainer. Same as Hamaso Tabuai for Doe. I'm actually not a fan of him at fullback. I'm not a fan of him really as a footballer. I know he's fast. He's elusive. And he's got good support play. I'll give him that. I think that's what he's going to provide as a fullback. But I don't think he's going to... My bet, uh, Tessie New takes over him before round 10. I think that that's a pretty good one. I will mention that on one of the other podcasts. Um, but he's in my side nonetheless. He's a fullback, and I think you've got to go with that strategy because they're, they're in the position more to score points. Tyrell Sloan, 298,000 with the news that Bud Sullivan has tore his calf. I think this is a no-brainer. He's going to start at fullback. I don't mind that they're not playing round one. I'm happy to take the punt there. Paul Alamotti at 200,000. I think Avrilo is going to play centre and Hayes Perham is going to play fullback. So I think that puts a line through him. Uh, Bailey Hodgson as well uh, with the signing of Lockie Miller. I think that's going to put a line through him as well. So um, they're both watches. And then uh, my fullbacks, Tom Trebojevic and Kalen Ponga. Tom Trebojevic, we all know I'm a massive fan of him. Uh, he's got a high ceiling. I think he's well underpriced. But Kalen Ponga, I think he's really going to flourish in that number six role. In 2019, when Kalen Ponga was 5'8 first and he did fail in the first four games, the spine was Danny Levi, Connor Watson at fullback, Mitchell Pierce at halfback and Tim Glasby at 13. This year, it's going to be Lockie Miller. It's going to be Hastings at halfback, who arguably... He wants to get the side around. Pierce wanted his hands on the ball and he wanted to kick a lot and wanted to just, yeah, kind of be that last touch. Whereas Hastings, he doesn't mind just steering the team around without having to touch a ball. So that's why I really like Kalen Ponga. He's setting the platform for Kalen Ponga with Adam Elliott in the lock position and the side just as a whole, it's a lot more complete. So I really like Kalen Ponga and I think people are scared off him, obviously because of the injury. So hopefully he is fit. I think that is a problem, but he's training the house down. I really like that. 
So that's my team for 2023 at this stage. I like to do this at this time of year because I really like to look back and see where I went wrong, see my thought process at the end of the year, and then reflect on that. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, I'm maybe looking at doing uh, these kind of solo ones a lot more in the future just because of how we're having to rush the times that me, Mikey, Jake, Ryan uh, are kind of scheduling just because we're rushing them podcasts so much. I want to be able to just sit here and just talk to the camera, talk to the microphone about Supercoach. And I think uh, that could be a way to go forward. So if you do really enjoy these type of podcasts, just let me know down in the comments. Let me know on Facebook um, and make sure to give this podcast rating a five stars. It really helps us out on the iTunes, gets us up there on the charts and gets us charting. I really hope that did record. I think it did. So cheers for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week for the second rowers podcast.